Hey there, mama friend. Welcome back to High Five Motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and y'all, back to school can be a little bit daunting sometimes. There's a lot going on, a lot extra on the schedule. We know how it is, but it's important to make time for things that matter, right? Not just all the frivolous things, not just all the extracurriculars and everything that is fun, but isn't necessarily super meaningful in some ways. And what I mean by that is it's important to have faith-filled rhythms plugged into our back-to-school routine so that we remember what's important and bring the spirit and help our homes to just feel happier during kind of a crazy time. So today I want to dive into five faith-filled rhythms that you can kind of plug into your back-to-school routine to make things a little bit more simple and easy and start your day off with a nice flow where things are just happier. When you start with God, things are happier. So grab a paper and pen and let's dive right in. Mom life, it's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow. And we all know there will be little bumps along the way. But why not have fun and enjoy the little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I'm excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to high five motherhood. Okay, so I think that it's so important to have moments where we have like little teaching moments, right, with our kiddos, where we're able to add a little bit of the gospel, just kind of plugged into little daily habits where it's nothing crazy huge, it's not super formal, it's just kind of tucked into every single part of the corners of our day, right? It's just built into our routine so much so that it becomes a part of who we are and it helps our kids to understand the importance of the gospel in their lives and how important it is to turn to God for everything and not just, you know, the big things. Let's get into five faith-filled rhythms that will kind of help them to remember the different, um, or remember different in different parts of their day to remember God. All right, let's dive right in. First thing that we like to implement whenever we start the school year and kind of get back into the swing of things in that morning routine is to get back onto the routine of doing daily family prayers. We like to do it in the mornings and the evenings. You can do it any time that works for you and your family. It doesn't have to be a specific time of day, but it is a good idea to attach it to an anchor that you already have. So our anchor is waking up and going to bed, right? So our wake times and our sleep times are the times that we are going to do a prayer. So we wake up, they do their big five the best they can in their room, and then they come in for family prayers. And we all pray together so that we all start on a note where we're gathered together with one purpose and we're focusing on God for those first few minutes and then we get moving on with our day, right? And then for the last few minutes of our day before we go to bed, before we have that um, full on, you know, bedtime routine with the kids or their part of the bedtime routine because we have our, our family bedtime routine that we do together is our little gathering time. But we also have the kids doing their own thing, like their brushing of their teeth and laying out their clothes and all that sort of thing. So in between the two routines, we have our family prayers and we like to gather together. And also um, after we say our prayers, we do like a big family hug. It's just kind of a, a fun thing that we do together. If you're not a huggy family, that's okay. You can do however it is that works for you. But for us, we like to gather together and do a big group hug at the end and just kind of help them to feel love, um, not only by God, but also by us as a family and their parents. And so that's kind of a simple way that you can introduce God into your schedule without it being super burdensome because it only takes a few minutes to just say a quick prayer to start the day off right or a quick prayer to end the night on a good note. All right, let's get into rhythm number two. 
Okay, rhythm number two that we like to do is we like to memorize scriptures in the car ride to school. This can be maybe while you're in driveline or um, it could be just driving to school. It can also be driving home from school or in driveline, you know, as you are after driveline, I guess, because you wouldn't have your kids in driveline. But the kids that are coming in, you know, after school, just driving to and from school or to and from extracurricular activities, whatever um, whatever time you have of drop-offs and pickups, that's another great anchor that you can tie a rhythm to. So with your drop-offs and pickups, find some verses that are really important to you that you kind of want written on your kid's heart. Something that is something that's really mean, meaningful to you, maybe a part of your testimony or something that you hope to have as part of their testimony, right? Something that is really important. So in the church that we go to, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have these things called doctrinal masteries. And they are different verses throughout the Bible, Book of Mormon, and other scriptures that we have that we try to let them memorize or help them to memorize um, because their core doctrine, their core principles of the gospel that we believe. And I want them to know what it is that we believe, right? I want them to have that written on their hearts every single day. And so we like to, right now we're, we're studying the New Testament. So we're in the Bible and we're helping them to learn different Bible verses. And it's amazing how much and how, like how much information they can attach into their brains and, and how they latch onto it and how they remember it so vividly and they can recite it so quickly. Like I'm amazed at how quickly they're able to memorize these scriptures that we have. And some of them are like two or three verses long. It's not like it's a, you know, Jesus wept scripture where it's only two words, right? It's a big scripture for most of the, of these that we're trying to have them memorize. And it's really been cool to see how quickly they can memorize them and that they can recite them and remember them and know what they're about as well. Not to mention, they also can um, recite the reference. So if they're ever having a discussion with somebody and, and talking about the gospel and what they believe, they can they can say, hey, let's turn to this scripture and let's read it together. Just kind of a cool thing to have just tucked in their back pocket for those moments when they need to stand as witnesses of Christ, right? I love that it kind of just gives them this courage to stand for what's right, even if they're standing alone because they've reviewed it, they know what it is, and it's not only written on their heart, but it's in their mind. They remember it, right? And it helps them to have good thoughts. Like it increases the positivity and happiness that they have throughout the day because they're focusing on God's word right at the beginning of the day and, and at the end of their school day, they're trying to fill their mind with good thoughts and good things. And it kind of gives them this sense of accomplishment, right? It helps them to learn these memorization skills. So it increases the the way that they're able to remember things, right? It helps them to have a better memory. Um, just like doing puzzles or other things, this is a way that can increase their memorization skills. And that can be very beneficial for more than just gospel things, but also just for skills, mental skills to have in general, right? So that is a great thing that you can do to add to your um rhythms for back to school for faith-filled rhythms. Okay, let's get into rhythm number three. Okay, our faith-filled rhythm number three, read scriptures together as a family. Now, I know we talked about memorizing scriptures, but this one's a little bit different because when you memorize scriptures, you're just kind of reciting the same thing over and over and helping them with those memorization skills, something really quick and easy. And generally you don't have the whole family in the car. It's usually just like you and the kids, right? Like your husband's off at work or you know, you kind of divided and conquered and maybe he's home with the littles and you're out or vice versa, right? With number three, reading scriptures together as a family, your anchor is going to be your meal times, like breakfast or dinner time. If you are early risers and breakfast time works better to have time to study the scriptures together, then make that happen. Especially if you have kids that are, you know, older and they're gone really late at night doing lots of different things for extracurriculars or different things that they're, that they're um, involved in. 
then mornings might be easier for you. Or maybe if you have littles, it's easier to do it in the evenings because they're getting to bed earlier and you can kind of get them um, reined in after homework and all the things. So just whatever works for you. Um, I And again, you can choose this to go with any anchor you want. Just the one that we have chosen to go with is, is our dinner time anchor. When you start doing family scripture study together, you can start off by doing simply just one verse a night. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, especially if you have littles at home, their attention span is zero, right? So don't expect to read several chapters and really get into this deep doctrinal study with your kiddos. Like it's probably not going to happen. So make sure that your expert expectations are equal to the age levels of those that you are having this study with, right? So it's okay to want to work up to maybe a chapter a night or something like that, but maybe just start with a verse at a time or a couple verses, or maybe one verse per child that is able to read and each person can take a turn reading. Um, however you want to do it. Now you can do it at the dinner table during, you know, your family gather time, or you can do it after dinner, um, like after your kitchen shutdown routine is done and your kitchen's all cleaned up and the kids are all bathed and everything, then you can sit down on the couch together and have a more um, casual um, sitting where you're together gathering and you're, you know, doing your scripture study and then say prayers or whatever works for your family. For us, we tend to read scriptures together after we have done our kitchen shutdown routine and um, read scriptures on the couch because it's... <laughs> We have a lot of little ones and it's hard trying to get that scripture study in at the table because you don't want to get, you know, food on your scriptures. And as they're older, they can handle a little more like that. But um, we found what works for us is having them totally cleaned up, <laughs> no sticky hands and doing the scriptures on the couch together. And one thing that works, too, is um, we don't always um, make the time to go up and physically get our scriptures. And so we'll use our phones and we'll, we'll cast our scriptures up onto the TV. And so everyone can read along together and it makes it really simple and easy rather than having everyone to go get their paper scriptures. Um, there's definitely some beauty in having their paper scriptures, but I do like them to have their scriptures in their rooms so that they're able to do their own personal study after we do our family study. So you, you do what works for you, but for us, that is something that has been nice is we can have the scriptures right there on the screen for everyone to see. Um, and we can all read it together. You know, they can read one verse at a time and then we can also see what they're seeing at the same time and kind of correct them if there's a word that's off or if they're needing help with something. And then also kind of point to it and say, hey, you know, in verse four, it talked about this. What does that mean? And, and kind of have a little bit of a scripture discussion too. But again, we try to keep it pretty short and simple and to the point because we have little. So you do what works for you in the ages of your kids and their attention spans, because it's really important to make sure that you're not getting really lengthy on something that they, they can't fully comprehend super well with their age. So just kind of keep that into consideration. Um, I think I think it's okay to, again, work up to that chapter a night. We've kind of gotten to that point where we, we do about a chapter a night as we read with our kiddos. We're currently reading the New Testament. And so we're, we're in, I think we're in like second Corinthians at this point. Um, and it's fun to just kind of learn about, you know, the New Testament together, but also have them be able to do a lot by, by learning like reading and comprehension skills. And I'm seeing how their reading is improving and it's not just gospel, but they're, they're getting these mental strategies and, and skills that they're learning as well. So it's kind of a cool thing to find that so many things come from just one simple little rhythm. So find the benefits of it in, in more than just gospel, find it in 
you know, mental skills that they're learning and the togetherness, having communication with their family, learning how to discuss things and, and express their thoughts and feelings. It's a cool thing to see what the kids do. All right, rhythm number four, listen to gospel music together. This sounds so simple. And the truth is it is simple. It's one of my favorite rhythms because it can instantly change the tone of the home and it can just bring the spirit so quickly. It's such a powerful thing. Music is so powerful in so many ways. So one of the, well, I guess there's two different anchors that we like to tie this to. We like to tie it to mealtime. So, you know, around breakfast time or lunchtime, snack time, dinner time, really any time of the day, we have music playing quite often in our home because I love how it changes the vibe in our home. We can have music that is soothing for nighttime, you know, or like white noise, um, ocean waves, things like that, you know. We can have instrumental hymns playing when we want it to be calm as they're getting ready for bed, or maybe we have dinner party music playing, you know, as we're getting ready for dinner and, and playing this fun, jazzy type music, you know, Michael Buble type stuff. I don't know what he's considered. I don't know if it's jazzy or what, but <laughs> kind of has that vibe to it. And, um, you know, we have instrumental music like the piano guys that we like to listen to while they're getting their homework done. Um, or in the morning, having something that's like lighthearted and happy um, or gospel music or whatever it is that kind of just gets them motivated to get things done quickly and to focus and to, you know, get out the door on time to school or to church or wherever it is that we're going. So you can kind of decide what anchor you want to tie this to, because it really could go along with meal times or those wake and sleep times. And again, you can even do it at pickup and drop-offs with those anchors as well. You can choose the anchor you want to tie this to, to kind of have it stack on. But if you know you're going to go in driveline and you want the kids to get in happy mood because maybe they had a hard day or something, you know, turn on some nice gospel music or turn on some fun, upbeat, happy music that you can get them in a better mood and then it's not so hard, you know, when they get to the car, they're like, okay, I like this song. And, and it can, it can really change the way that they feel. Um, one thing that we like to do is we like to play gospel music, especially on Sundays. Okay. So as they're coming down for breakfast, we like to put everyone in a better mood by just putting on some gospel music, right? It motivates them to get ready for church quickly. It brings the spirit in our home and there's power in listening to inspiring music, not just any music, but music that inspires, uplifts and encourages them to think good thoughts, right? And and to have gospel principles in these words that they're listening to. So the words of these songs have moments of, of testimony in them, right? And it helps them to remember what they believe, why they believe it, why it's so important to have God focused in their lives, right? Or to be focused on God in their lives. One of my um, favorite scriptures that I kind of turn to whenever I want to know if media is is good to put in my home, whether it is a movie or song or I don't know, any, anything, anything on a, on a screen or something you plug into your ears, something you see, whatever. Um, I think of this scripture, if there is anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy, we seek after these things. And I feel like it is so important for us to remember that, that when we are putting music into our kids' ears, we want to make sure that it's things that are lovely, right? Things that are virtuous and of good report and praiseworthy. Now that doesn't necessarily mean it always has to be, um, church music, right? It doesn't always have to be worship or praise or gospel type music. It can be other music that is good music, right? But just to kind of elevate the type of media that we bring into our home so that we're helping our kids to think good thoughts and whatever words or lyrics that are going through their minds that we know that they're good ones and we're not having them constantly having these yucky thoughts of, you know, adult content or whatever that they're 
constantly having on their mind because it sticks with you for a long time, especially when there's a catchy tune and it seems like it's a great song and then it just goes through and just kind of digs into their brain all day long and it's all they think about. And after they think about it for a while, they start bringing about those types of actions. And if you don't want them to do the kind of actions that are in the songs they're listening to, the lyrics that are being played, make sure that you're kind of going by that scripture. Again, asking yourself, you know, is there anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy about this song or about this show that we're watching or a movie or whatever? And it will help you to kind of gauge, you know, maybe we should kind of knock that out of the park and not have that in our home anymore, you know, or maybe we, we really want to invite this this um, musician into our home. We really, really enjoy their music or we enjoy this, that, or the other, right? So kind of help that to gauge how you bring media into your home. And then again, focus on listening to gospel music together. It really brings the spirit in their home, in your home, and it can just help you to be happier as a family. So that's number four. Okay, let's go into number five. Faith-filled rhythm number five, teach your kids to say their prayers, their personal prayers, and study on their own every single day. Even if they're little, you can start with just little bits at a time. You can even read a verse and have them repeat the words after you, just one or two words at a time until you complete the verse and do it in their bedroom, you know, next to their bed, just kind of one-on-one with them. And you can anchor this to their wake and sleep time. So you can do this right as they wake up if you'd like, or you can do it right as they're going to sleep. Um, but just having that time with them in their room, I would say bedtime is a really good time to kind of get them in so that they're able to learn that at the end of the day, they can turn to God. They can turn to their heavenly father to, you know, pour out their soul with all the different struggles or things they're facing so they can end on a good note. And then you're also teaching them to know that they can turn to God and that they don't have to struggle with all of these different fears and worries and stress and overwhelm or whatever on their own that they can turn to their heavenly father to have them help or to help them out. Right. And so one thing that I found is helpful is to kneel with them in prayer, teach them how to pray. You know, what are the steps of prayer? What is, who do we address? How do we do it? Like teaching them how to pray. So it's not the same monotonous prayer every single night, but they're really thinking through, you know, what's on my heart. What are some things that are really bothering me that I really want to talk about and ask them, you know, just say, what, what's bothering you? What's, you know, what was hard today? What was fun today? Like let's praise God and let's give gratitude and, and thanks and things for the things that went really well today. And for the things that were hard, let's talk to him about it and ask if he can help us through these different things that we're going through. Right. And so having those just small little teaching moments, and I know not every night is going to go hunky dory because there are some nights where you're just counting down the minutes till bedtime and you are just done and it's okay. You don't have to do everything perfectly every single night, but the more that you invite God into your life, into your family, into your motherhood, your role as a mom, you'll find there's a lot more peace and a lot more room to create these rhythms because you'll have more happiness, more desire to teach your kids and to get into a better mindset where the spirit is present and you do feel happier. You do feel motivated to do more because you're not overwhelmed so much because you're inviting God into every aspect of your life, right? These are just ways that we can bring God and the gospel and the spirit into our lives as wives, moms, and homemakers and kind of set the tone of our home to be a better, happier spot with all the craziness that comes into our kids' lives through the world, right? They are just bombarded with so much junk these days. Like it's it's amazing how much junk that they have to deal with. We've got to be that safe haven for them. We've got to put up our 
put on the armor of God and and fight that battle and help them to learn how to fight that battle. And this is how they put on the armor. This is how they fight their own little battles that they deal with. Whether we know it or not, all of our kids are dealing with different battles that we may not even realize. A lot of it is internal. And if we can teach them who to turn to, where to turn to, how to receive answers you know, to their prayers through God's word by reading the scriptures or by praying or just by having the spirit in their lives, when things go wrong or crazy and they don't feel like they can turn to us for whatever reason, they know who they can turn to. And it teaches them to look to the right sources rather than to friends or people that might not turn them to God. They might not turn them to the correct places and they might find answers in the wrong places and then we're in even more trouble, right? So teach them while they're young and they will carry that with them throughout their life. It's simple, it's easy, but helping them and teaching them to pray, teaching them to create that habit is so important by doing it, you know, with them and, and, and talking with them, like doing it through your words. But more importantly than that, it's so important to lead them in these things by example, let them notice and see you praying by your bedside in the mornings or in the evenings. Let them see you reading your scriptures and let them ask questions. Hey mom, what are you doing? Where are you reading? You know, why are you praying? And talk with them about it, help them to understand why you do these things, and then help them to learn it by then going one-on-one with them and kneeling with them and teaching them how to pray, how to be reverent, how to, you know, listen and, and be there and just invite God into their lives. Okay, let's get into a recap of all of our five faith-filled rhythms. Here we go. Rhythm number one, family prayer time. Tie this anchor to, I'm sorry, tie this to your daily anchor of wake times and sleep times. Number two, memorize scriptures in the car ride to school and tie this to your pickups and drop-offs. Number three, read scriptures together as a family. You can tie this to your meal times, like breakfast or dinner. Number four, listen to gospel music together. Again, this anchor can be meal times or even wake ups and, and drop um, <laughs> drop-offs, wake ups and sleep times. You decide which one you'd like to kind of anchor that to. Number five, teach your kids to say their prayers and do their scripture study on their own. And this anchor can be wake times and sleep times. So these are five rhythms that will help you to bring faith more into all of the regular back to school routines to get rid of the chaos and bring more calm. However, just know that these are ideas. These are not things that you have to do, but I hope this sparks your interest on ways that you can bring the spirit into your home and ways that you can create some faith-filled rhythms for you and your family. Maybe you want to do something totally different, but one of these things that I talked about sparked an idea. Great. Use it, right? And don't feel like you have to stick to the specific angers that I talked about. You can do it and and attach these different faithful rhythms to anchors that work for you and your family. Maybe mealtimes isn't the anchor that works for you. Maybe it's wake times and sleep times, or maybe it's pickups and drop-offs, right? You decide what anchor is going to be attached to what rhythm and have it stack it so that if you know that you're going to drop your kids off at school, this is the rhythm that you want to attach to it that's faith-filled to bring the spirit in, right? Or, you know, your anchor is dinner time, and this is the this is the faith-filled rhythm that you've decided that sparked your interest, that works for your family, and you're excited about it, right? Do things that work for you and your family. Just know that none of this is a one-size-fits-all. These are just ideas to spark your interest of how you can bring 
faith-filled rhythms to your family to make the chaos go away and bring and add more calm to your back to school routines. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode blessed you and helped you in some way. And if it did, please feel free to take a screenshot of this very episode and share it in your stories on Instagram or pin it up on Pinterest or share it in Facebook, whatever works for you. Try to share this with other mamas that you know this would be helpful and beneficial to as well. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time, mama. Bye-bye. All right, mama. Well, that about sums it up for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I want to let you know, we do have some big news. We are officially now on Pinterest and Etsy. Cue the confetti. (laughs) Pin it up on Pinterest at High Five Motherhood, or you can visit our shop on Etsy, High Five Motherhood LLC. You can also check out our free printables, our planners, and so much more on our website, blog, and shop at www.highfivemotherhood.com. Don't forget that we're on Instagram and Facebook, so you can look us up at High Five Motherhood or High Five Motherhood Mom group on Facebook. And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you so much for listening. We are so happy that you are here and hope that this episode has blessed you or helped you in some way. Please remember to rate this podcast, review it, and share a screenshot of this podcast on your social media on any platform where you're at so that we can have other mamas enjoy all of this wonderful information too. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye mama.